Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk. Sebo in the house. Debo in the house. NL preview night. Debo, what you drinking? So I figure we haven't had a, a big shout out to Progression other than the fact that they sponsor our last call. But I'm back on that yes. train because Connect the Dots is amazing. I just want to give them a shout out again because, you know, they, they take care they took care of us and Connect the Dots. Love it. It's one of my favorites. So why not get on that? No doubt. And I am drinking that. That White Lion Pale Ale 2.0, okay, always a strong move. Mm-hmm. It's not as 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 colorful, but it is just as delicious. Yes, it is a it is a nice nice drink. All right, so the last time we did the pod, the pod, which was a little while ago, we did the AL, went through all the all the teams, got our MVP, got our Cy Young. Tonight we tackled the National League. We're gonna jump right into the East and go right with the team that sits across your chest, the Atlanta Braves. What do you got, D? What are you thinking about this team? Not Let's just say it, 92 and a half. It's a big number. See, what do you so, got? so to me, I, I, like, I don't even think that's a big number. So like, it, it's really so You're not. cocky as fuck is what you're telling me. So, okay, we talked about it last year, and it, somehow it, it worked out right. There are so many questions, and it's around the pitching staff again. Can Max Freed do what he did last year? Is Stroka yep. going to come back from his Achilles Achilles injury and do what he did two years ago? Um, they brought in a couple of vets, Morton and Smiley. Are they going to be able to stay fresh the whole year? Can the young guns step up like they did towards the end of the season? Like there are so many questions. The bullpen lost their two closers, uh, Melanson, Luke Jackson, and there's others on that. So the pitching staff is going to be in question all season long. But that lineup, whoo, I'm I'm stoked. I think um, Pache is going to have that breakout year for, you know, coming up. They brought Ozuna back. You know, I'm a little worried that, the you know, he's going to have to play a little defense since they have not passed that universal DH, which is still, uh, I'm going to call bullshit. But, um, right, right, right. And I think it's just going to be a better offense than last year. I think they're 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 going to put up some runs. I think they're going to easily get to 95 wins. So I have them going over. They're going to win the division. I'm not even going to like. We don't have to do the rest of the East. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, that offense is going to cook. Yeah. I mean, that Acuna, offense. Acuna looks fantastic right now, and I know it's spring training, and people look good in the spring. I get it, but like he started slow. So I'm I'm like I like what this what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, I no this this offense is gonna be damn good. Like it's gonna be hard. I do I have questions about their pitch? Yes. Is it gonna be a challenge? Yes. Does Morton help? Absolutely. But most nights they're gonna be able to score enough runs. I'm going under. I think and I, and it's because I'm a psychopath and I did this last year and I did it again and it's gonna come back to bite me, but whatever. I think this division is going to be better. Then advertised. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that dip, that dip over 82 wins, and I think I, I don't. I still think that they win the division. You know, not to blow everybody's gasket right there. I think they win the division, but I don't think that they get over 92 or 93 wins. That's fair. I mean, I can understand why. I mean, yes, I think Phillies will be decent. I think, and we'll get all that. And the Mets, they did some stuff. So, and we'll get mm-hmm. into that. And I, I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think it's going to be hard, but. I, I just I have some faith this year. All right, all right. Let's 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 jump into my first yikes team, the Miami Marlins. The Miami Marlins. Did you know seventy two and a half? D. They 
finished second last year. I listen. I know. Bull, I'm still bullshit. They no, suck. No, I, I understand. Like they they were gritty. Let's, let's let's be honest. They also only played seven games while everyone else had thirty games because they had COVID everywhere. Um, <sighs> we 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 obviously undervalued them last year, but I don't I don't know if they have enough to get to even they five. Don't. I understand that. I mean, they don't. Starling Marte is going to be fun to watch. Brian Anderson's having some solid years again. You know, after Sandy Alcantara, it's that pitching staff is really scary. And he's not even that, you know, he's an ace on that team. He'd probably be a two or three on a lot of other teams, especially in this division and in the West. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the arrow I think is looking up for this team. They have a good, they have a good farm system, but that there's still a few years away. They are. I have them going under. I've got them under two. I'm going to say something. Yes. Brian Anderson, Starling Marte probably aren't on this team come August. Like they're, they're they're going to do well. They're going to get traded. You've got you know you've got Sandy Alcantara, Tara. You've got six Sixto Sanchez, Pablo Lopez, young guys that are going to be able to pitch. They're going to do good jobs in the future. But like this team is bad. They're going to get worse once they start trading folks, which is what they do. Yeah. Sure, at some point in the next five to ten years, they might be good, but none of the guys that are on the team right now. I mean, Gio Gonzalez is on this team. Like, what do we even talk? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, this team stinks. He was they a stink. good pitcher. And again, don't get me wrong. Like, they've got young guys, right? So you got like Aguilar, who's one of the top prospects. They got JJ Bleday. They got again these pitchers I talked about. They've got some dudes, but like the reality is, they're not going to. Especially in how as good as this division is, I think right now, I think they're just going to get beat up. And yes, they're going to go under. Not even close. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. All right, let's do the Mets. Big time Mets. Lots of lots of moves happening. Obviously, the Lindor move is huge. They bring him in. Um, their pitching staff is pretty good. Their offense is not bad. 89 and a half is a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I mean – you mentioned Lindor and, you know, he, he's going to be the, the biggest conversation probably on this team. Cause that's the biggest, the, the biggest trade. Um, and it's expected. I mean, you picked him to be the AL central MVP last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't have as great a year as we thought he would. Um, but I think that the biggest piece that they trade for was Carrasco. I, I think getting him and really shoring up that, that um, pitching staff mm-hmm. They're they're mentioned in some of the top, um, pitching staffs in the league. I, I mean, I mm-hmm. think it's a little uh, – Tiwan uh, T- Walker, he took a big step forward in 2020. Stroman has mm-hmm. been working on some nasty stuff in his offseason last year because he did not play. Um, he sat out due to COVID and not having COVID, but because um, – Right. Because of the COVID um, sit-outs. But, uh, you know, it's it's up there, and they're going to – that pitching staff is going to keep him – keep that team in the league in the, in a lot of games. And DeGrom – I mean, mentioned DeGrom at this point. Right. So, um, I think they have enough to to be a good team. I but I do think they're going under. Hey, I've got them under. Just I, I think it's just barely. I think this is a team that's going to fight for a playoff spot. Yep. I mean, you're right. I mean, their pitching is pretty good. I mean, Degrom's a stud, but again, Stroman, Carrasco, and even Thor are like guys that mm-hmm. were once a lot better. Now, if they regain some of that magic, they could be really good. I actually think it's their offense that might be the. The, the the part of the team that carries them on, on certain nights. I mean, you got three guys that are probably going to hit 30 home runs or more. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a good team. Much better than they've been in the last couple of years. Good on them for making some big deals. Let's go Phillies. I was all in on the Phillies last year. I'm pretty sure that didn't work out. <laughs> they're, at, they're at 81 and a half, which means they got to go 500 or just over 500 to make this work. What do you think, D? This, this, this was a hard team for me. This, they, have, they have three pitchers in their rotation that I think could compete with a lot of pitching staffs in, for the top mm-hmm. three. Um, and they, but they need some serious stability in that back end. That, that, you know, that four and five, I think they're going to be moving pitchers in and out mm-hmm. all year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe they find that person, but I don't see it happening. Um, yep. I think the offense is solid, but I don't think it's as spectacular as, you know, we're used to seeing a Phillies team. I mean, right. you have, um, right. they're going to hit some home runs, but I don't know if there's going to be enough people on the base that the, those home runs are going to count for anything. Like yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of solo home runs from this team because it's a lot of swing and miss or hit a home run. Um, it's, but they're the Phillies. It's hard for me with those three pitchers to not see them getting at least over 500. So I'm, I'm going to put them over. I've got them over too. big surprise. We're already kind of like clicking here tonight. I mean, I, I don't know. I think their first six, seven dudes are not bad. I mean, you've got Harper, You've got Real Muto, yep. you've got Alex Baum, you've got Reese Hoskins, you got Diddy, you got John or John Segura, and then you got McCutcheon. And like, I don't know, that's like six or seven dudes right there. Like, that's a pretty hard lineup to have to navigate. I don't see this team being that bad. Right. I mean, maybe it maybe it happens, but like I, I think this division's just gonna beat itself up a little bit just because there's four teams that I think can win more than they can get over 500. Yep. So I got them over. Let's go to the nationals. I mean, they should be really good. I mean, yes, I agree. I mean, <laughs> they should you, be really good. <laughs> when you, when you can trot John Lester out there as your four, and I know he's not the John Yester, uh, John, John Lester of our yester years, <laughs> the John but, yester um, years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not our, he's not our first two years in Chicago Cubs uniform, John Lester. But the dude right. is a solid pitcher. He's gonna get you some quality yeah. starts. They got they brought in Josh Bell. They brought in Kyle Schwarber, who again, those are home run hitting strikeout, strikeout guys. guys. But yeah. this is a lineup where they're gonna get some protection. What if they put Soto behind one of those mm-hmm. players and they put Trey Turner behind one of those players? Like you're talking that they could be swinging at some really nice pitches because they're gonna try and strike him out, right? So I think. I think this team is, is going to be dangerous and it's crazy. So we're, we, we've gone, this is our fifth team. Th- and right now I have three overs cause I'm going over for the nationals. I think, I, I think they're going to end up taking second place in the division over the Mets. I think they have a better offense and I mean, their pitching staff is kind of stacked as well. Yeah. Their offense does scare me a little bit. Like you've got Soto, you've got Turner. Those are two guys that could be the MVP of the league. Mm-hmm. After that, it gets a little bit a little bit hairy. It's not as good as it's been in past years, but that pitching staff and that bullpen should be good enough to get them where they need to go. Again, is Brad Hand – they've always had an issue with the closer. Can Brad Hand hold it down? Who knows? I, I mean, I have them over, but, like, I honestly think they could be the third team in this division. Like, I think you're going to see three teams – in between 85 and 90 wins in this division, because I think they're just going to be fighting it out to the last period. I could easily see this team winning 86 games and not making the playoffs, Yeah, which 
you know, again, they honestly, in my opinion, should have done more on offense. I just don't think that they have enough offensive firepower to, to, to jump the Mets and to jump the Braves at this point. We've already done the division winner. We could just move on. Atlanta Braves. Yep. Whether it's whether it's 95 games or it's 88 games, they're winning the division. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think I think um, I know last year it was like Soto. You picked Soto and I picked Acuna. I'm, I'm doing it again. I think he is going to be the player of this division. All right. All right. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's go to the central. Let's talk Chicago Cubs. Hmm. Well, well, not, first of all, we did this last year and we talked about this division just being average at best. And I'm just going to say it. this division is average at best. Yeah, no, you're right. You are 100% <laughs> right. So like I'm looking at this, uh, I'm look, I was looking at this depth chart, right? And I see a bunch of names and it almost had me do this crazy Texas Rangers shit like I did last year. Like, and um, I mean, because of this division, right? So, but I just, the, the, it's the pitching scares me. Well, it right. Scares me. What Jake, pitching, Doc? They ain't got any pitching. Right. I mean, you got Jake Arietta as your, as your number two, and he's not Jake Arietta of yesteryear. That's a second no. time I've used that. No. Kyle Davies never got over the hump. Um, but you know what? I, want to say that they're going to outplay their expectations. So I'm not going to the point where I think they're going to win the division. I don't think they're going to make a playoff push, but I could see them getting to 500. So I'm going to go with them over. I mean, the the Reds aren't much better. The Brewers aren't much better. Like <laughs> this team, this division, it, it's so it's a one team division, honestly. Yeah, and I'm not even sure. I like you're right to that extent, but like the Cubs are not good, but they could easily like this. And when I say that, like, like this this division is mediocre. It's this idea that like the Brewers could win 90 games, and we're gonna get to them in a minute. Like, or they could win like 70. And I feel like this for every team in this division. I, you know what? I'm I'm switching. I'm going under. I sit over, and and I think it's because I look at people like Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Happ and Contreras and Peterson and Hayward, and I think to myself like, there's no way this team doesn't win 81 games, right? They go 500, but then I look at this team. Look at the averages. There's nobody in that group I just mentioned with a 270 average, right? And, and you Hayward. got you got the top the top, all those guys are striking out 100 times. 120, 150 times. And to your point, that pitching staff, bro, I mean, Kyle Hendricks is going to be out there chucking that ball every five days, doing his best to, to do it. But, like, other than that, I mean, unless Jake Arrieta rediscovers the magic, unless Trevor Williams becomes the best version of himself, Craig Kimbrough ain't getting no 30 saves as projected. I know. I mean, so, I mean, if this goes, if this goes crazy in the beginning of the season, maybe Kimbrough's gone to a contender. Um so you could see some 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 people being moved. So yeah, I'm going under. I'm I'm flipping. I had over, but I'm going under. I don't I don't. The more I the, as you started talking and I started looking at that offense, like you're right. You look at that offense and you're like, yes, they're they're going to win games. And yeah, they might, but they're not going to be able to stop any team from scoring runs. <laughs> and they're going to be striking out an awful lot. Let's just be yes. honest. All right, all right. Let's go to Cincinnati. Eighty-two and a half. Do they play five hundred ball? I think this is a good team. I think they lack pitching. I think their offense is decent. Like they're just a decent team. Yeah. 
you know, I, that's like cheesy thing for me to say. I just don't, what, I don't know. What do you think? I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I don't have much to say about this team. Like it's just, it's, it's a team. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that, it's just like, they, the, the, like, well, no, what I'm trying to say is like, they'll win some games that they shouldn't win because they have the ability to do that. And they're going to lose some games. They shouldn't lose too. Like they're going to lose some games to this, the pirates who they probably shouldn't lose any games. To. And, but again, you know what, I, as I work through it now, now that I'm working through it, like they got two, they got two legit pitchers. All right. They got Castillo. They got Sonny Gray. Ma, I'm not Tyler, whatever his last name is. It looks to be like, he's going to be a relatively decent pitcher. And Wade, Wade Miley is serviceable. Like, I, and if we, if I take that same thing I did with the Cubs, and you look, you know, their top seven guys, I would say are maybe even better than the Cubs, and that's crazy, just because I think they're going to be. I don't know. I they might. I don't know, man. I like. I'm lost in this. This division fucks me up. I can't. I can't no, do it. I with mean, this division, man. I mean, I mean, I could literally see. I mean, I have them. I see them as a 500 team which is what I see the Cubs as a 500 team. Like, so I have them going under, I could see them both going 81 and 81 and everyone being happy. I'm, I'm going happy. under, but, but better than the Cubs. That's I my thing. I got you. <laughs> All right. They're going on. All right. Let's go to Milwaukee. A team I just mentioned could win 70 games or win 90 degree games. What do you got, D? I mean, it's another it's question. Team. Like they have like their pitchers right now, or like if you look at the the depth chart, they're all they're they're, they're called relief pitchers, and they're in their in their starting slots. Um, the outfield will at least be really strong defensively, um, with Bradley <laughs> and Lorenzo Kane. Kane <laughs> um, no, but like no Kane, he's on the downward of his of his mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to play good defensively. He had zero homers last year um, and he hasn't been hitting many homers. I remember, you know, a few years ago, he was 25, 30 steals. Uh, right. Right. And, you know, right. 15 home runs, Jackie Bradley. If, I mean, I know it's your boy and all. I mean, he's my boy, but like, he, he's a guy that like we know during the regular season, just doesn't get like this. Right. If Yelich isn't great, this team isn't going anywhere. I, I have them I, under, but again, I have them under as a 500 team. I'm going over. I don't have any reason to be going over. I just think that this team is a little bit better, even though they might not have the the like the names. Yes, I think Yelich is going to be close to his MVP self. You've got some guys, and to your point, if they can play good outfield defense and save some runs for these pitchers, I mean, Woodruff's a good pitcher. Corbin Burns is a good pitcher. Hater's a stud, but like, are they going to even be able to get to him? I want to believe that this team is going to be a little bit better than normal. I'm going over. Nice. We'll see what happens. Let's get to the yikes team. Let's, (laughs) let's, 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 let's get to it. And then let's get past it. Good God. Like what the hell are the Pirates trying to do in the ever-loving world? Who? The Pirates. I know. The Pirates. Um, The Pittsburgh Pirates who took their two best players, Musgrove and Bell, and dumped them. I mean, the biggest question is when is Blake Wyman getting called up? 
when's he going to be pitching so we can see some some, some fire from him <laughs> there's some vets but it's a pretty young team and the vets aren't good vets let's be honest um the, the player i'm going to watch is uh cabrian hayes he was 376 yeah. over 85 at bats last year with five homers um he's the guy he's it i mean he's it like this is, I mean, this over under is more than a hundred losses. It's not just a hundred losses. I can't do it. I'm going to go over. I don't know why. I have no reason to go over, but I just like a hundred and it's a hundred and two losses. A hundred and two and a half. I'm losses. going, I'm, I'm, I had, over, I'm going under, Doc. Uh, because here's what I'm not, uh, you, you're bringing me to life here. That's what you're doing. I mean, I'm looking at this team and guys, like Adam Frazier, guys like Kevin Newman, these guys that are going to be positive players for them are going to get shipped out yep. when the trade deadline comes. And like Kebrian Hayes is a stud, and I know they're trying to sign him to an extension, which if he's smart, he wouldn't do. He'd just like bide his time so he can get off this awful team. But to your point, you look at that pitching staff, Doc. They're, they're, who is anybody on that team? Like this yeah, is going to be a, like a literally like a JV squad out here. Like, this is going to be double A coming at you. And you know what? They might even get wild and lose 110 games. I don't know. Like, this is a bad So, team. going back, I mean, do you think this is the worst team in the league? Let me see. Let me, let me see my, my AL. Ah. Here's the thing. There's so many bad teams in the AL that people have to win games. I think the NL is the more talented rosters. Um, so I think that yeah, a, a bad team like the Pirates, a bad team like um, the Marlins, and, and a team like the Rockies, who we'll get to in a little bit, are might hit some some numbers that are. are... Well, I'll, I mean, I'll say this: I, I'm real quick answer. Yes, worst team in the league, mainly because like I don't know where the runs come. I don't like they don't have a like every team that we're talking like. We're going to get to the Rockies. They have one of the best players in baseball on their team. Yeah. They're going to be really bad, but they have a really good player on their team, right? Yeah. Like, this reminds me of the Orioles. You got a bunch of no-name guys. You don't really have any youngsters. You got a few kind of sitting there that might be up soon, but, like, there's not a whole lot there that you can count on, right? Yeah, this team sucks. <laughs> God, what are they doing? They're the worst. Let's get up. Let's move on before I like, you know, I got to take a shower because of the stink. Oh, All right, let's yeah. go to St. Louis Cardinals. 87 and a half. Clearly they're the, the team to beat in this division on paper. They make the big deal to get Arenado. Their top three on offense, about as good as you can get. What do you think? Yeah. And I, I, they're the best team in the division by far offensively. And everyone in this division pretty much has a pretty unstellar pitching staff and mm -hmm. their staff yeah. is the best out of the division. Since they've they got the best play, pitcher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get to play each one of those teams 19 times. Like think of it that way. So at worst, even if they, I can't see them going under just because of the <laughs> division. Yeah. Um, will they struggle against teams like, the Dodgers against the, the Braves, the the Nats and those type of teams. Yes. I think they will absolutely struggle and, but they could still do pretty well because they're the Cardinals. They seem to always mm -hmm. be there. 
mm-hmm. uh, and they do enough to get into the playoffs and make it hard for teams to get past them. Going yeah. over, I think it's they're they're a well-run organization for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I've got I've got them. Yeah, I've got them over. I, I think that they. Again, I think this team is going to have a bunch of teams that are kind of rubbing shoulders with each other, but I think this is by far the best team in, in the division. They've got the best pitcher. They probably got the best hitter. Arenado, Yelich, call it what you want. Like, I think this is a team that knows that they're the best team and like are probably going to do what they can to get out into a lead in this division and just kind of ride it. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they add somebody, maybe a pitcher yeah. at the deadline to try and give themselves that, that ride to the playoffs. Because again, if they know that they're going to be in the playoffs, if they're way ahead in the division, they can rest guys. They can they can get ready for the playoffs, and yeah, I mean they're going to be the division winner. It's it's a no brainer. Yep, I agree. All right, let's do the West, and I'm just going to say this now: these divisions are getting progressively worse as we move on. I know that there are two really good teams in this division, but the rest of the, the division is trash i'm just calling it now let's start with the diamondbacks like i feel like a couple of years ago this team was all in yeah and now they're trash yeah they're they're 75 and a half what do you got i mean they got in a tough break with zach gallon's injury to the fracture to the forearm you know i don't know how long he's going to be out but when you can't lose a starting pitcher when you play the dodgers when you play the mm-hmm. Padres 19 times each, um, they still have, you know, they still have Keto Mark Marte. They have Christian Walker. He who continued to break out a little bit last year after mm-hmm. his, uh, his breakout uh, the year before. Um, but if Gallon misses any extended amount of time, they're really going to fall way too far behind. And they're going to do that. Even if he's there, um, they're, they're going to have some nice trade pieces. Um, Walker. Yeah. Marte. Like I think if you're if Gallon does, uh, yeah if Gallon comes back and you can get something for him and Marte and Walker why not you're, you're, this this division is living in California for the next three to five years. Well, and like again, this was a team like I feel like two, three, maybe four years ago. You had Goldschmidt, you had Marte, you know Edward Eduardo Escobar was like a lot better. Marte was just kind of hitting his stride. You had Robbie Ray. You you had these pitchers there still, right? Right, you right. You had Bumgarner, like you right. Bum was Bumgarner there for a minute? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like you had you had these like you had a team, right? You had Granky, like, and now they're not going to win seventy five games. No chance. (laughs) Absolutely no way in hell they win seventy five games. Moving on to the Yikes team, sixty three and a half wins. The Colorado Rockies, which is crazy. I'm just going to say this now. It is crazy. They should be – I'm I'm going over just because 63 is so low to your point about the Pirates. This team's pitching staff is pretty good. Like, it's pretty damn good. But when you've got to pitch half your games in freaking Coors Field, you stink. Yeah. You just stink. I mean, they've got some, like, legit studs. I mean, you got German Marquez, you got John Gray, you got Kyle Freeland. Those are some real good dudes yep. who aren't going to do as well because they have to pitch in Coors Field. Yeah, and I mean, they have some good pieces. Ryan McMahon, Ramiel Tapia, CJ Crone. 
to go with Trevor Story. I mean, you were talking about they have their they have that star that is you know probably right. going to make the All Star team from that team. Um, I know I, I I could still see them coming just because they play in Colorado and those games against the the California teams. I I I have them under. I, I don't know. I like I actually asked like how is this team's over under higher than Pittsburgh's? Like, I, I think their pitching is pretty good. Yeah, but I, I but I, I look at the division compared to. Sure, but I think like you're gonna you could get the fifth starter. I mean, look, you've got you've got stories gonna they've got story projected thirty home runs, Crone thirty home runs, twenty three and twenty four from Blackman and, and like there's gonna be nights in Coors Field where they're facing the Dodgers number five where they're gonna win. They're gonna be nights where they're facing the Padres number four and five and they're gonna win. That's not going to happen that often, but I don't think they lose 100 games. And you're basically – I mean, if you go under, you're saying they're going 62 and 100, basically. Yep. So you're giving them 100 last season. I, I think they've got enough pitching to be better than that. Now, if it comes off the rails, it could go way off the rails because they could try to deal story. They could start dealing for pieces. But, again, what's tough about this team is that, like, unless you've got an absolutely stacked offense, it's really hard to win a lot of games when you play in Coors Field. You know, when they were winning, when they were winning pennants and when they were winning hundreds of games, it was because they had a ridiculous offense. It was yes. mostly on steroids, but still <laughs> it was the late nineties and it was all good. It was all good. All right. Let's talk about the absolute opposite of yikes, <laughs> which is the LA Dodgers who like it, like it doesn't make sense to talk about the pirates like three teams ago and yeah. now talk about the Dodgers. And to think that they are playing the same sport in the same division. <laughs> because the Dodgers are stacked. The pitching staff is stupid. stupid. And they've got four, no, three guys that are going to, or no, four or five plus win guys. I, what, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 103.5 is a big, big number, especially yep. in the division where, you know, I don't want to give away my next one, but I, I don't feel like they're like San Diego is going to be good, but I don't think they're going to push the jo- the Dodgers as much as everyone thinks they're going to. Um, no. The they're lineup, not. other than their second baseman, is pretty much flawless. Yep. Um. This, this, this pitching staff added added David Price back, added Trevor Bauer. If David – I understand David Price has not been the David Price of back in the day, right? We understand that. but He doesn't if, need to be. Right. If he, if he is three-quarters as good as he was as a four or five starter, this team is pretty much unstoppable. And, um, and, and here's the deal. He's only going to keep the seat warm for when Dustin May decides to take over that fifth spot or that fourth spot. And that guy is an absolute stud. And then you've got Price pitching middle late game relief. And we know that that guy, when he only has to go an inning or two, can ramp it up and throw 98, can throw 97. And he just took a year off and he's probably ready to go. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing with what we're talking about, how good they are. I think they're going to go under. Because A, 103 and a half is a lot of games. B, 
I think they're going to be able to sit some players and do more some 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 I don't want to say makeshift lineups, but they're going to be able to like the end of the season like start giving some players time off, and they're not going to need to win 103 games to win this division. And I, I think they're going to take advantage of that. I think you're batshit crazy. I think they win 104 games without even trying because the division is so bad. And again, they're going to also play teams like the Pirates, teams like the Marlins, teams like the the Rangers. Like they're going like this team is going to beat the hell out of most teams most nights. And yes, we're going to talk about the Padres in the, in, in a minute. This team is much better than the Padres. Like the Padres yeah. are really good, yes, but they are much better than them. Yes. I, I, and I mean, and barring some injury, which again, an injury would blow this all up, but barring some injury, this team's gonna like absolutely. I mean, look at this freaking this their their pitching staff, like their relief pitchers, their bullpen is ridiculous. So I mean, all it makes me makes me think is, and I know it's never gonna happen because it hasn't happened. Like it's probably time for like some kind of salary cap in baseball, so that way. These well, here, true, but like, here's the deal. Like, yes and no. Like, I, I, they're gonna pay a ton of money in tax. Yep. But they also like, again, they're not paying a whole lot of money, to David Price, because the Red Sox are. Yeah. Right. And so, like, yeah, they're they're paying their pitchers a lot of money, and yeah, they've got to pay Mookie a lot of money. But like, they also like are pretty smart in the way they operate. But like, again, they. Yes, they are paying a lot in luxury tax. But again, if you're winning World Series, that's what it's all about. Like, you kind of ramp it up. And at some point in the next 10 years, they'll probably be winning 80 games and we'll be talking about them. You know, again, I like the fact that they have this sustained success. My biggest concern about the Padres, who we're going to talk about next, is that in a couple of years, if it doesn't work, they start dumping players. Dumping, yep. You know, so let's talk about the Padres. 95 and a half. Right? So let's be clear. The two biggest win totals in the National League are side-by-side teams from California. This team has completed one of the most ridiculous makeovers in the last year and a half. They went out and got all the pitchers. All the pitchers. They got all the pitchers. Their top three pitchers are new. Darvish, Musgrove, Snell. You got a closer in – they got like four closers. It looks like they, I feel like they got like five guys that can close games. They got a million youngsters coming up that can pitch. The offense is good. I'm not going to call their offense. Great. I'm with you on that. They got two studs. They got Tatis. They got Machado. They got some youngsters that can do some stuff. 95 and a half is a lot of games though. It's a lot of games and a lot of pressure on Tatis to do what he did. Um, and you've said it all. I don't have much to say about it. I, I think they're going to take a step back this year, honestly. I don't think – I mean, you know what? Even if they get to 90 wins, I don't think that's taking a step back because 90 wins is making the playoffs, right? Yeah. And a team that was pretty much awful two years ago mm-hmm. is going to make back-to-back playoff appearances. Mm-hmm. That's a, a step back because everyone's seeing them as a, as a 96-win team – it, right. it can't have two teams like that. It's I don't I don't see it happening with a lot of teams. I understand how bad you know Arizona is, how bad Colorado is in San Francisco, but I just don't see it. I'm going under and I just um need to kill the spider. <laughs> Where is it? And right in front of my face, and it's going back upstairs. 
<laughs> Folks, you are seeing something special here. You are seeing something special. I'm going over. I think these two teams are going to beat the crap out of everybody all year long. And that this is why I think the Dodgers are going to win more than 100 games because they're going to be they're going to be racing the Padres to that number one stop, spot in the playoffs. Two home field advantage. I don't know if that means anything. I assume there'll be fans in the stadium, but I think that these two teams are going to beat the crap out of other teams, and I think they're going to be racing each other, and I think they're going to go over. It might not be 100 games, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get to that. Again, this division is really not good, and, like, so far we picked the Diamondbacks under, the Rockies to stink, whether they're over or under, they're still going to lose about 100 games. Like, yep. someone's got to beat them. You know, you fit like your point, they're going to play 19 games against the Diamondbacks, Rockies and, and Giants. Like they're probably winning 13 games at least against all three potentially. Right. So you're starting out with 39 wins before you even get to the rest of the league. Yep. I'm going over. I think I think they're going to be good. They're going to be better than most teams and they're going to be chasing the Dodgers all year. Let's get to the Giants because let's talk about another team. I mean, shout out to them for having their best offensive player be a Yastrzemski. I mean, I respect the hell out of that. But beyond that, God, it looks kind of bleak. Yeah, I mean, I, I last year we talked like that the Giants were going to be one of those teams that like, yeah, they could – they don't look good on paper, but they're <laughs> wily veterans who – are just going to get it done. And, you know, they, they lost, they lost a couple people, but they didn't lose too much. You know, I, I think they're going to do enough. They're going to do enough to get over this low number. I think 75 and a half is low. Um, yeah. Anything. It's so I, like, I think about it and like, I see some of these um, over-unders at like 85 and I'm like, that's so low. Cause that's not really, that's only four games over right. 500, but you're, in the playoff race if you're at 85 wins right which is crazy because it's such a long grueling season i think right. these wiley vets unless they start making trades for some of these players uh like to get rid of them to to see what they can bring back which i don't think there's anything there that's going to bring anything of substance back in the, for the next couple of years you know I, I think they'll do enough to get the 77 wins you know they're better than i think they're better than the, the um the Rockies. I think they're better than the Diamondbacks. So that's right. It might be, but I got them going under. They stink. I mean, you're asking a lot of a really old team. Buster Posey, I'm all set. Brandon Belt, I'm all set. Evan Longoria, I'm all set. Brandon Crawford, thank you. Tommy Lastella, who are you? Like, the, like I'm sorry. This team's not going to be very good. And, again, your number one pitcher is Kevin Gosman. Like, shout out to him to reinventing his career because there was a time in, in, in Baltimore where he was supposed to be the guy and he never could figure it out. Right. Beyond that, you're, you got a hope and a prayer. You got Aaron Sanchez still trying to pitch games. Johnny Cueto still trying to pitch games. Hmm. Uh, yeah, good, good luck going under. I mean, I, I just – I honestly think that, like, sure, these teams are going to have to play each other. Like, the Diamondbacks are going to play the Giants and, like, someone's going to have to win those games. I wish they could end in ties and just not play them at all. But, like – I I just think these teams are just not going to be very good. And, like, once they get out of their division, I just, like – like, you look at this roster, e even if you take this roster and you put it up against the Brewers or the Reds or the Cubs, like, that roster is way better than this roster. And it's not even close. Like, we talk about how bad the pitching is with the Cubs. Like, 
yes, Gosman's good, but like the rest of this pitching is really bad. Their offense is awful. And the Cubs offense has got some like guys that legit, if they have a good year, could be MVPs. Right. Like this team, there's nobody on this team that's good. It's under and it's not even close. All right. I assume your division winner is the Dodgers. I have the Dodgers. All right. Let's go to the MVP. Who is your MVP of the National League? Did not shake out last year to be Acuna. I think I, I picked that, but um, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to go with Mookie this year. I, I think it's second year with the Dodgers. It's going to be a little bit more, uh, a bit more stable. I, th- I think he's going to have a monster year. Um, he had a pretty good year last year, but he, he definitely was down. Um, so that's who I'm going with. I think Mookie is going to tear it up. Okay. Okay. I'm going with Juan Soto. It's his year. It's Juan Soto's year. It's Juan Soto or die. I think that's gonna be a, I think that's gonna be a crash and burn, buddy. Woo! You wish. All right, let's go. Cy Young. This is where I'll probably. Trevor, so so Trevor Bauer won it last year. Yeah. All right. Who you got this year? Um, uh, I'm gonna crash and burn here. I'm going Jake Degrom. I don't think you're crashing and burning. I mean, no, I, the guy, the guy's gonna have an offense for the first time in his life. It's great. Fair, like, and that'll be, be the year he struggles, right? I mean, that's usually how it works. You get an offense, and then you you think you can relax a little bit, and then you struggle. Um, I don't know. I, like, I wanted to pick any of the th- top four, top three uh, Dodgers pitchers. I wanted to pick the, the Padres pitchers, but I, I think the Grom's gonna have to work more for it. Um, because while the offense is better, it's not, you know, it's not the Dodgers lineup. So right. I think he's right. going to have to still do really well to, uh, to to get some wins. So I'm going to ground. All right. I was going to go Jack Flaherty because I wanted to go off the off the cusp. But I'm going back to back, baby. I'm going Trevor Bauer. Really? I just I, – I think he's not the number one there, but he's basically a number one. He's going to be able to kind of come in. There's not going to be that pressure to perform at the highest level in the sense that like he's the number one, he's going to be able to settle in. He's going to be able to do his thing. I think he's going to be a monster. They're going to win a million games. He might even win 20 games. Like I think it's just going to be one of those seasons where like all three of those pitchers are going to do really well. Yeah. But like, I just think he is the guy that's going to emerge as the best pitcher in the league. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it you you feel like they're gonna get taken like points taken off because of how good that offense is, right? Because there's three good pitchers and they're all probably gonna be pretty close to 20 wins. Well, right. And there's there's nights where they could be at their absolute worst and give up five runs and they'll still win 12 to five. <laughs> you know, because I and, and that's the thing, right? Like that's the part that you know, can when I was saying about like the Giants versus like some of the teams in the central, like. I'm just, I just keep thinking like the Phillies are at 81 and a half, right? And the Giants are at 75 and a half. Those teams aren't even close when you compare them. Now, don't get me wrong. The Phillies have a much tougher division and the Giants are going to be able to beat up on the Rockies at some point. But like, like if like to compare those rosters, it's not even fair. (laughs) You know, you put the Phillies in the West and they're, they're, they're the third best team and it's not even close, like far and away. I mean, you could put the Phillies in the central and they probably win that division. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That West is a hot mess. Yeah. Thank God for California because the rest of the rest of the division is, well, I guess San Francisco's in the, but I have the whatever. Motor, so 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's your NL preview. Obviously, we got all the picks right. The reality is we probably got them all wrong. Well, At least I we mean, differed on some of the opinions. I was going to say, there's going to be some that we're def- one of us is definitely right on because we, we – put just- your Listen, put your bets in now because you're going to make a lot of money. One, Just hedge your bets. Bet mine, then bet yours. You'll make your money back. <laughs> all right, let's go to last call presented by Progression Brewery. Debo, what you got? There's a progression, right? Um, so I'm sure we've all seen it. Like we we have the NCAA tournament started, basketball, March Madness, some awesome basketball going on, upset city. But I think the biggest upset that we've got going on, um, I know we're a little late to this this party, but just the amount, the lack of, I want to call it respect for women's basketball and women's sports in general. Good term. Um, good term. You know, they, they, they call it out. I'm sure this, this young lady plays for, plays in the tournament. Uh, I, I apologize for not remembering her name. She posted a video about her her rack of dumbbells that were like the highest weight was like 20 pounds. And, you know, deadlifting 20 pounds, 40 pounds isn't going to really help these these women get ready for their games. And, you know, they're there for if they, if they make the finals, they're there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the NCA said, we don't have the room for it. And then she showed the video where they had an entire hall. <laughs> and then you go over and you see these, the, 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 the men's, they got Nautilus. They have, they have all the equipment you can think of, treadmills, bikes. They have squat racks. They have everything you can think of, heavyweights, barbells. And it goes past that. Like you're talking about gift bags that these players get. The, the men, they're getting... They're getting their soap. all that swag, yeah. All that swag. They're getting their soap for the week. They got body wash, or for the for the whole three weeks. They got body wash. They got everything. You want these these athletes to stay in the bubble. You want them. You got to treat these women with the respect they get. I understand. You know, people are going to say, "Oh, they don't bring in the money." But guess what? College is nonprofit. That money is supposed to be going to everybody equally. Let these women get what they deserve. And you know, you have it's just, it's embarrassing. Like, you know, I don't understand how you can say, here you go. You can just use these five pound barbells or I'm sorry, dumbbells to, to work out. It's not enough. They, I, I've seen videos of women's teams, like doing TRX band workouts in the hallway of their hotel room because mm-hmm. they don't even have, they, they brought them or they went out and bought them. Um, and then there are, they are letting, making, um, women's basketball coaches who just had babies, if they bring their baby to the tournament with them, a trainer or a, a staff person or a manager can't come because that baby is going to count towards the team's amount of people. That baby is going to count towards that. It's bullshit. NCAA needs to get their heads out of their asses. They got called out a ton. I'm happy for it. They, they, you know, they, they threw some bands on a table. They got some more dumbbells. They got a few, few bikes and all that. It, it, it I don't care. It's still not enough Too too little, too late. Step it up. We've already known that the NCA is a shitty organization as it is. And it's all about the money and they only care about the men's tournaments, to be honest. Yeah. And the NCA is straight trash. College is straight trash. I mean, you can, if you're in college and you produce an album or you do smart work, you can sell it and make money, but but athletes can't make money off their likeness because the NCAA just wants to keep that money. And to your point, the food differential is absolutely ridiculous. The food's bullshit. The testing is bullshit. The whole thing is just a big crock of shit. That's the the thing we're talking about here. I just, like, 
there's so much that I could bring up. I didn't want to just keep going on the time. No, no, no. That, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to point out though. The reality is that the NCA treats, treats these two, these two entities completely different, even though to your point, they are nonprofit. And yes, somebody's going to talk about the money that the, the, the men's, the men's tournaments bring in what money. There's not a whole lot of people at these games. So it's and not I mean, like there's a whole bunch even, of money coming in right now. So please stop. Some of the women, the, the, the women players said, yes, we get it. We're not asking even to be completely equal. I get it, but it shouldn't be this. Like we should have more. And let's be clear. You can give women three deodorant sticks instead of one. Like yeah. you can give them a couple extra soaps. We're not talking about thousands of dollars here. We're not talking about millions of dollars that you have to spend on them. We're talking about just saying like, if I'm going to put a buffet out for the men, let's put a buffet buffet out for the ladies. <laughs> You think that the NCAA paid a ton of money for that, that that stuff anyway? No, I don't think they paid a damn thing. That's my point. Like, I, it's all about the advertising. It's all about the sponsorship. It's all crap. They, again, these folks are so tone deaf because the, you got to know in 2021 that you do some dumb shit like this, it's going to end up on social media. It's going to end up on the news and they're going to be talked about. And the, the reality is you got old, cranky, white millionaire dudes making these decisions and thinking, watch us outsmart them. Y'all are idiots. And again, it doesn't matter because they're just going to keep on making their millions and keep on pissing everybody off. But I'm glad that people are speaking up. I'm glad that women coaches and players and all of these people are speaking up because the reality is these women should be treated the same. There's no reason why they shouldn't have just the same things that the men have. The, the workout thing is ridiculous. Yeah. The workout space is absolutely obnoxious. Like, not only do you have a shitty workout space set up, but then you lie about it. Like, just, like, be a better human being. I, I can't with these people. They're idiots. That's it. I'm, we're ending this. I'm done. The, your, your last call was perfect. These folks are crazy. The NCAA can get the hell out of my face. Treat these women with respect. Wow. Let, let's just end it there. I'm done. We're out of here. We'll see y'all next time. Oh, man. Peace.